What's the next one? Homecoming? Homecoming? Okay, so the next one would be Homecoming, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Homecoming. Let's move on, move on, go. <laughs> homecoming to... I, I do want to brush, like, roughly. Wow, I can't... Let's just... Everyone, it. like, yeah. short, homecoming. short intro statement. Homecoming, because I feel like we're going to be off... Homecoming, brief, last. brief, like, Infinity War Endgame, because I feel like there's some stuff that definitely changes his character going into Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Civil War, his intro. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. So are we doing the brief intros? Oh, uh, sure. Um, I'd like to not go first. I would like to go last. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, yeah. I, guess, I guess I can. I guess the voice of reason can start. <laughs> so, Spider-Man: Homecoming is a very, very good high school comedy that occasionally has to deal with the fact that it's also a Marvel film. Um, the like comedy and drama. The best part of the film, I think, very easily is when he is not Spider-Man and he has to cope with the fact that he's a high schooler. Um, those little dramatic, awkward bits of high school life, I think, are played very well. Um, def- definitely, like, the highlight of his character. Vulture is a very good villain, quite underrated. Um, bit interesting. Not the best I've seen in the MCU, but definitely up there. No Malekith. <laughs> yeah, he's no Malekith, but... Who's that again? Uh, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Forget the movie. Um, I wish I could. Yeah, same. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah, it's definitely... It, it feels like it stops to be a Marvel film, and then the Marvel film feels yep. like it stops to be a high school comedy. Mm-hmm. If it had been more fluid, it would have easily been one of the one of the maybe even one of the three best if definitely one of the top five MCU movies if it's just a more fluid yeah, yeah. I wanna go yeah I, I don't know for me I went to a weird high school I'm not gonna say the name of it but yeah that's a good call yeah <laughs> I went to a weird high school <laughs> oh wait isn't that the one that's just like yeah yeah that, uh, one? that one that one that one yeah oh, but yes. um I don't know I I really love this series, like the Homecoming Far From Home, because it just, it hits home kind of like, I saw myself kind of as like Peter Parker, Tom Holland in this movie, where like, I'm not, I wasn't that popular, but I wasn't unknown. It's like, I knew people, but I wasn't really like, you know, in the like, the whole thing of it. Some people like, didn't like me, they would make fun of me or whatever. Some people were like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, I I had clubs that I was like a part of. And I think he kind of nails it. Like he's... Not like, he doesn't look like a jock. Like, he doesn't look like Andrew Garfield. But he's not bad looking. Like, Spider-Man's not supposed to be, like, bad looking. He looks kind of like your average, like, when he, yeah, obviously he's ripped. But, like, you can, like, put that up to, like, you know, his superpowers, metabolism, like, the whole Spider-Man. Your average guy who always holds a frog in his mouth. Yeah, he does have that. I don't know why. But I, I really relate to that. Maybe that's more of a personal thing. But I really enjoy, like, also you said, like, it's a very good high school comedy. I love a good high school comedy. Like, I love Breakfast Club. I love just stuff like that. And uh, the director said he took cues from John Hughes movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like all that. So obvious too. Yeah. And I think like he, he just—it's a really good like I think it's a really good starting off point for this Spider-Man, where it just shows like you know like as he's like mm-hmm. trying to like be a hero while also balancing like just there he has that line where he's like, <laughs> but I have a Spanish quiz, and he's like, yeah, but I need to like stop this like fairy, and I'm like, that's really funny. I I enjoy that. What hero has to deal with that? You don't see Thor like, oh wait, I have like some quiz I need to deal with and like whatever. Like I really enjoy that bit where it's like this kid who's literally just fifteen but also like trying to be a superhero. I don't think they perfectly nail it, but I really think it's an interesting take. And it's a different way to do Spider Man that I think maybe it's not as good as Sam Raimi, but it connects with me more and I that's why I enjoy it a bit more. So Yeah. Um for me, like I don't want to repeat too much. I absolutely second what Andrew said about like the movie being held back by the fact that, that it's mm-hmm. a Marvel movie because like Spider-Man as a character is supposed to just be like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man he's like until you get later into like the Avengers like stories and all that he's not supposed to like be fighting against cosmic threats and like be talking to Tony Stark on like a daily basis and that kind of like they he's work not. well with it <laughs> they work the well with it one of the few things that Amazing Spider-Man has up on uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Like that—that that part is definitely like holding it back. But I do have to say they—they they play or like they play around it very well, and they make it work as well as they can. And it is like it works. The movie definitely works for what it is. I like like the MCU Spider-Man movies a lot. Probably not quite as much as I like the Sam Raimi movies, mm-hmm. but I like I absolutely like adore the Sam Raimi movies. Um, 
One thing I really like about the Spider-Man Homecoming movies, which wasn't said yet, is that they are probably the only ones which handle the comic-accurate point of view of Peter Parker, where it's not just like you see Tobey Maguire and you go, oh yeah, that's a loser. You, <laughs> <laughs> well, you do, though. Yeah, you in do. that movie, you really yeah, do. You really do. And, like, in, 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 in this movie, like, he, you see the threats he deals with, you see the situations he deals with through the eyes of, like, a high school kid who's very unconfident in, in himself. Like, uh, for me, Vulture is my number one MCU villain and possibly mm. one of the best comic book villains of all time. I, I mean, can, I can second the perform that. The performance is good, like, the costume looks amazing, but mm -hmm. part of it is because, like, the way the film is made, the way the story is presented, and the way it's shot, like, the way you see the Vulture, it's from Peter Parker's point of view. And you just see how like scary and intimidating he is, like when he's in suit, and how even more scary and intimidating, um, spoiler alert, he is in the car when he's driving Honestly, Peter Parker and his daughter to to the like the prom thing. And like I was more afraid of Vulture in in that movie than I was afraid of Thanos in Infinity War. And I think yeah, like, I can agree they could do that. Is yeah. something like that's a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, it's so real mm -hmm. too. Like it, like I could definitely like. Like, oh, not to that extent, but, like, I feel like, especially, like, in high school, like, everyone's had that, like, they go to pick up their prom date, and the dad just, like, sits down in front of them, and they're like, now remember, you better take really good care of her, you know? And it's just, that's, like, the oh, scariest my, thing. I told her, take yourself. her, drive her off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. No, yeah, <laughs> precisely. No, for, yeah. What's yeah, the statute of limitations again? We're doing this in jail at yeah. the moment. <laughs> I second uh, what Andrew said on that. I just, yeah. where like I'm, that feeling of like you're in the car, it's already an awkward feeling, but it just, it's made so much scarier. Like I, I legitimately like was like, ugh, like watching that scene, like my so, shoulders were caving in. Are yeah. you guys ready for my take, which is probably going to irritate you? You don't well, like no, you, it. you didn't like that movie. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, I know you don't like it. Uh, I, I call it one of my Trojan horse movies, which at first tricked me into thinking I like it. And then the more I thought about it, I go, I don't like this movie. It, like, like you were saying, it feels like a teen movie that they stapled a Spider-Man mask onto. It mm. feels like they took Tall Girl and then put her in a Spider-Man costume. No, I, I, dis I disagree with that. No, no, the high school that they have in this in this uh, movie, I think the high school is very well realized. I mean, yeah, Tall I mean, Girl is like literally that was, a school. Uh, exactly. Actually, before we rip into you, I assume you're obviously high school. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, I'm very because <laughs> like I mean, I also want to rip into you, but yeah. I want to be fair. But off camera. Um, I <laughs> found almost every character to be irritating. Uh, I, especially MJ, I did not like MJ. I did like okay, did not like she's Ned. not that big of a part of it. It, it. She's not, but every time she came on screen, I groaned. I was, oh, really? She's back. I mean, Shut I also up. have problems with her, but that's more of a yeah. part from home type of thing. Ned is just an irritating like nuisance on the uh, screen, and and then I love Ned. And then everybody just knows Peter is Peter's secret identity. Why? Not everyone. Yeah, that that happens in far. Uh, uh, people are just spoiler alert. I know, I know. But like throughout the movie, how many times? He, I mean, I I get yeah. If you're being realistic, it's hard to keep a secret identity, uh, but at the same time, fuck. You well, can't no, walk you, in. Okay. Jesus, <laughs> come on! At this point, it's terrible. I have to butt in at this point. Like the people who like within the Spider-Man like sub thing, mm -hmm. the only people who know his identity in the first movie are like Ned and eventually Aunt May at the very end of the movie, I believe. Well, I mean, and the villain, the yeah. Vulture. The Ned, uh, the Vulture, Aunt May. Iron Man. All of the Avengers. Oh, okay, no, that, no, not all the Avengers. Okay, just Iron Man. Okay. That we hold off on because that's what I'm gonna arrive at. But like. Like, within the mythos, like, I know happy. that normally, well, Happy is part of, like, the, the Avengers crew. So normally, like, Vulture... It's a lot of people. Most, mo well, we, we'll get to that. Normally, most Spider-Man villains don't know Peter's identity, but it serves, like, the fact that the Vulture does and then decides not to reveal it to anyone, like, serves this movie so well mm -hmm. that, personally, I am willing to overlook it, and I don't think that that particular moment is that big of a deal. But then, like, after that... Aunt May and Ned knowing are like those are just like the few people who are like very close to Spider-Man and that's like that's part of the stuff where it's like the the MCU stuff is holding Spider-Man back because when you have like yeah. Tony Stark there's and he was like already what? in Civil War they can't not know who Spider-Man is what yeah. makes... uh, hang on I, and that's sad yeah. wait still we're low on batteries so I'm oh, going okay. to go get new batteries so yeah so yeah, okay, so we're back on track. We're back on track. We were Alex is continuing. We removed Alex. The tangent. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Alex has been replaced with a clone because so, he was not behaving. Okay, but so their 
I think ruining um, part of Spider-Man that makes Spider-Man so good. Like, let's look. That was Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Which part? Yeah, uh, the part is that Peter Parker is on his own. Is so he's got the help of uh, Iron Man the entire time. Uh, like it, when he's holding the fairy together, and then Iron Man just comes and saves the day for him. It I, I get how it works within the movie, but as a Spider-Man movie, I don't think that is good. Okay. I, I don't think it's good to have someone else save the day for him. I'm fine with it because and of then, Far From Home. Far yeah. From Home fixes that. I will have to butt in here, then yeah. I'll let other people talk. I absolutely agree with what you said, mm -hmm. but that's part of, like, the to me, that's part of the MCU holding the Spider-Man stuff yeah. back. But, like the, like, the way I look at it is, It doesn't like, make it acceptable, though. Well, while it definitely, like, changes the, the Spider-Man that we know from the comics and even, like, the previous movies, like the Raimi movies, mm -hmm. like... If we judge the final product, it doesn't like ruin the character of Spider-Man that is presented in the MCU. <laughs> and like, while like while of course I can think as a comic book fan, especially of Spider-Man, I can think that like yeah, they could have done something better. <laughs> what they've done with the limitations they had it works very well and is pretty fantastic in my opinion on its own. So while I do admit those limitations exist, exist, and I wish they didn't, I'm like I accept it. Okay. Well, it, it, another thing. Well, it, but it all comes kind of back to things like that. Is like ah, like there's just so many. It's death by a thousand paper cuts. It's so far there's been one. Okay, but it's like it. Okay, yes, because I've listed one. Yeah, but it, like it, there's death just so many of these tiny things that like just keep degrading the character of Spider-Man. So like for instance, I wouldn't say degrading. For instance, that the suit is made by someone else. Like, it, it, you were saying earlier, that's what makes Spider-Man so good. Like, all the characters in it, they're all working class people that bring themselves up. Well, Not Spider-Man, though. Referring no, to the I'm, villains, though. But, but Spider-Man, too. I'm fine with the suit, because, let me, I didn't like the suit at first. Okay. And the reason why I'm okay with it, he does make his own suit. You see that, like, yeah. the, the, just the piece of shit suit that he has with, like, mm -hmm. the hood. That looks like it something looks that sweet a, too, yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. I do like it. But and the final yeah, fight, it's Ben like, Riley. Well, yeah, and that looks climax, like something a high schooler would yeah. make. Yeah, in the climax of the movie, like that, he, where he has to take on the villain, he's in that suit. Yeah, and he uses his own Spider-Man skills. I like to see like yeah, this that's is, cool. Not not when it's wait. So Tony Stark is uh, like baby. I'm okay with it. Shut with, the hell up. I'm okay with it within this universe. This is again, it's an MCU film. I don't want to watch baby Spider-Man. I don't want to watch him get babysat but by the Tony thing is, Stark. The reason why I'm okay with this, again, I said is Far From Home fixes a lot of this. Is going forward from, it's a limitation in Homecoming. But if I'm thinking of it in like the broad picture sense, Tony Stark is out of the picture, right? A picture, whatever. Yep. He's out of it. Yep. And Spider-Man's kind of on his own now, especially with the third movie, with his identity being revealed and all that whole thing. Like, at the end, Spider-Man's really on his own now, so he can't really fall back. Stark is gone. The Avengers are shut down. I think now we're going to get our Spider-Man who is, like, kind of off on his own. But I do like seeing the Spider-Man who interacts with... Yeah, within all he has now is the entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D. to back him up. Uh, no, and S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not around. No, S.H.I.E.L.D. They have the uh, space... Shield, were you about to say S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not around? Because guess what? They're around. Okay. No, they're not, around in space. They're making solar. Not whatever. particularly, but regardless, I want to add on this. Like, not going forward, but I'm specifically going to focus on Homecoming stuff. As I said, like, all the moments of the movie were, like, in the comics, you would expect Peter Parker to be alone and mm -hmm. powering through it on his own. He does exactly that. Like, only with the help of Ned, but, like, are we really going to count the help of Ned as, like, babysitting here? Because I don't think that's fair. Like, they literally have the shot... Like from the comics where he's like holding up the rocks on himself. Mm -hmm. It's not like a robot thing. He's just that's his own. No, no, I'm, like, I'm aware. He's like mm -hmm. becoming one with a Spider-Man identity, and Literally, then the third act of Far From Home. It's all in his own suit, and then he's moaning and crying yet. like a baby. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I under, I under, I under, I yeah. understand. Well, no, we're not gonna cut that out. It just no, wasn't in the movie. I, I, no, what do you mean? He's crying. He's he's, he's crying. He's a 15-year-old boy. I understand why in the movie he would do that. But that isn't a that doesn't mean that it's a good Spider-Man thing. Beca On because the contrary, that's a is. very good Spider-Man yeah. moment. Because you can see his emotion, which he didn't really do with Andrew Garfield. Uh, no. Okay, and like, come, uh, that's like a moment. I also want to say that like, yes, there are definitely trade-offs here. But like, mm -hmm. think about it like that. Like, you lose some of the classic comic book Spider Spider-Man mm -hmm. stuff. Are, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> but like in the MCU, like you get other amazing stuff with Spider-Man that you wouldn't get, like, in, in a standalone movie. Like, for example, the, like, Guardian, like, like, the Guardian dad arc with Tony Stark and Spider-Man is great, 
and that's like a trade-off because like we lost some stuff in solo spider-man stuff which was replaced with other good stuff in all fairness <laughs> but then you get like stuff that ties into the mcu on the side which is also yeah. fairly great it doesn't all of it doesn't really like fit into what you would expect classic spider-man to be but like they're working with what they have and they're taking certain liberties yeah. with this story and as far as like the <laughs> spider-man like mythos that is spe specific to the mcu is involved None of that doesn't make sense. None of that ruins the character or makes for a bad story. Imagine now if they had done the movie and allowed Spider-Man to breathe and not have to kowtow to the direction of, of Marvel. Imagine that movie. Yeah, where, that's the Sam Raimi movies. It, but uh, but where, where you're allowed to have that interplay with other characters, where you're allowed to have like you know Daredevil or something fly through, it, and you can see that little, oh, yeah, okay, there's a greater world out there. But you don't have to have them be like, oh yes, and I'm Tony Stark, and I'm being groomed to be an Avenger, and I'm doing I think this, and this, and this, this, and this, and everything that's not It would be interesting to see, but you can't really do that in the MCU, that's the thing. Why? Well, you well, can now. Because of Kevin. Well, yeah, yeah, because Kevin Feige is going, you're going to do this. Well, no, because that's, for, like, they're not, like, in, in the story reasons, but, like, marketing reasons, like, the reasons yeah. they want to release this, and, like, money, 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 and, like, that's... Yeah. That is the, that, the bottom line. Yes. Otherwise. Okay. So why are why are you saying that's a good thing? Well, no, I'm saying you're, like you're, these you're are the limitations like, we have. That, I'm that's judging the, the final product. Well, no, I'm judging the final product. I'm not gonna judge what the final like. Yeah. So this movie is like The Godfather is very good, mm -hmm. but I would appreciate it a little more if they changed something about it. So it's not it's not a. Ten I, out of I'm ten saying I like, I, I, mean, I would love Spider-Man uh, like the Homecoming things a lot more if they didn't force it to become part okay, of the Marvel let, cast. Let me, I, def I definitely kind of want to go off. But, what Oleg said there yeah. though because like I agree that like if you have one thing that's really frustrating it is really frustrating but that I don't think one particular thing could sink a movie unless it's something major so like I think about like if a movie if a movie has like poorly paced editing or the central like performance is okay, bad that, like that's like, some yeah. that's something that can sink an entire yeah. film mm -hmm. one particular aspect I do kind of agree with you that um it's not quite true to Spider-Man, although I would like to say I think Tom Holland's the closest we get in the live-action Spider-Mans okay. to actually what Spider-Man should be. He hits off what I think yeah. Peter Parker should hit home. I still yeah. think he's a little bit too popular and too yeah. hot. Yeah, I, think I, so. yeah, so I don't think popular. he's perfect. But I don't think, I think he's, he's popular. He's, he's popular. Like, he's handsome. He's, he, he's, yeah, he's kind of ripped. Well, because Spidey's You can't funny, have like, a fat Spider-Man. No, no, no. But like, but, like, Peter... Peter Parker has always been like the glasses nerd, you know, like, the yeah, one he's that supposed to be, like, he keeps his hands close his to his chest. Type. I think he looks now, good, but, comics, but he's part of still his charm is being miserable. Yeah, he's still miserable. He should be depressed and miserable, just like I am. Damn it! <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you tweet on that. I'm uncomfortable. I'll Thank aboard you. the depression train. Toot toot. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Cut it. No, actually, don't cut it out. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Wait to listen to this afterwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. No, I, no. I would say no. We need a, a long dead silence following that. Let's record it real quick. Thank you. Perfect. Right, I will say um, the one th one thing about the whole like Spider-Man not being able to do things on his own. Um, I, I'm not I'm not like 100% for that interpretation. I do think though that it actually works. Pretty well for the story. I don't think it should have been Tony Stark per se. Like that mm -hmm. was the Tony Stark mentorship was very much an MCU thing. But I mean, we do like we're so used. It's sort of like Batman. Like we're so used to the yeah. origin story of like the death of like Uncle Ben or like the death Uncle of ben, the parents that like we forget like how traumatic of an experience that right. is for someone. And so I think the idea of like a kid who like needs a mentor because they've never had one because they've never had like that sort of like mentor figure in their mm -hmm. life or like they've had it taken away is a very it's I think that's a very heartfelt thing I don't yeah. think that I don't think that homecoming goes nearly far enough with it in, yeah. in my personal opinion like I would have liked true. to have seen them lean into that mentorship more but I definitely think it's an interesting you feel it you feel it in infinity war when the two of them are talking you do like, feel yeah. I, I think it's interesting that you feel it more in the movies where like where it's in, not a spider where it shouldn't technically well, be as in all fairness Tony Stark did feel a little bit shoehorned into yeah. homecoming Th think, think of He's very shoehorned into the posters let, like let's re <laughs> let's talk about that marketing remember the, uh, <laughs> no, the, the posters oh, are God. that made me hate is like dread okay posters not enough but to make a movie. No, no. Well, no, no, they no. are bad. Oh, no, yeah. as, as someone dual degreeing in film and business and with a marketing concentration, I can tell you that those posters objectively suck ass. <laughs>
But, uh, as someone who has a brain, I can objectively tell yeah, you. Yeah, I can objectively agree. As someone yeah. with eyes, I can yeah. say. As someone with eyes that are like cognitively processed by you, my brain. You hear Sony's uh, justification. They're like, we're trying to make it, you know like a uh, high school scrapbook, and it's like, yeah, but can it like? Also we're trying to make it look like it's been done really poorly. <laughs> uh, Success. Like, yeah, luckily they achieved their goal. We wanted to make it look like a bunch of hack amateurs slapped this together hey, the hey, night hey, before it was due. PAs. Yeah, but, um, yeah, the, uh, it, th think though. Think, think. What am I missing? I, I feel like I know what's happened there. So, yeah, I was supposed yeah, to be in a film shoot at four. Yeah, uh, they, they, they asked both of us to help with, like, transportation of stuff, but we're just spinning in here and forcing them to carry all the equipment. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely cut this part, but I I'm, I, I'm done with that. I, had a, I was not on the call sheet, so I was like, okay. I'm out. I guess I want to go. And then I scheduled some like group meetings, I have an interview stuff, and then... It's like, so, yeah, I'm busy today. What, and then it's like, yo, can you? And I'm like... Think, like think though, like, take the uh, Sony Spider-Man game. Take, take the PS4 game. Yeah, uh, think of the Doc Ock but that is a Spider-Man who is about six years into his yes, Spider-Man. But you can still, you can have, the Harry Osborn was the old one. The Harry Osborn was, okay, was I, I in the comics. He came in as a father figure. And then after a while of development, they took him away and made him a villain. Or, you know, they took away the father figure from him. That's what you do with a, a father figure. You don't shoehorn Tony Stark in. Okay, I in played through that game exactly twice, and that mm -hmm. was last fall. But, like, as far as I remember, there wasn't, like, that much of a, like, a mentor arc with Otto Octavius and Peter well, Parker. It, it was always like he was going Peter to... Peter Parker was more taking care of, like, Otto Octavius. He's in his, like, mid to late 20s at that point. Well, so, yeah, and yeah. Otto Octavius, like, was, was the pathetic one in that relationship, so to speak. I like... I know Spider-Man was actually, like... For for the most part of his, and, and that is interesting because that's later in his life, and that's a, a different take and Fair. like certain liberties which are interesting. But Spider Man, like apart from like when shit really starts to go down, he's on top of his shit, yeah, and but, that's interesting. But what I'm saying is like why why like I agree that having that the replacement father figure that's always been part of the comics. But let me tell you what, it's never been Tony Stark, and it's never been, here, let me hand you the technology. I, okay, and it's not, he hands it to him, but then he sees, oh, this kid's not, like, using it properly, he takes it away. Yeah, and the, that's why I'm taking with... back your choo-choo train. No, well, I like no, that. That's why, why it works really well in the movie, because mm -hmm. it, like, motivates uh, Peter Parker's character, as he says it in the end, of becoming the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, like, tr in a way true to the comics, as you've yeah. said it. And it also, like... Like, it introduces the Spider-Man suit that Peter will simply have to use in, like, the big cosmic events, which, once again, is a thing that we just have to have in the MCU. But at the same time, that very costume is taken away from him, and it's his homemade costume that he is wearing so you're, during you're, the climax you're saying he, he has to use these things in the, in the big cosmic events. Uh, j just do the same thing that they did in Secret Wars, which is, hey, I can upgrade your suit. Here's an upgrade. That's what he does. Wait, that no, no, exactly I know. What he does. But in the cosmic events, you don't have to like. And here's a backstory for him, and he's going to wear it for the entire thing. And like, as as I was saying, um, like if we follow the plot, then in in Spider-Man: Homecoming, they introduce like the, the like the the initial Stark Tech suit, which is used in Far From Home, and that is a far like that is a fine advancement to take Peter Parker in because that's different stuff. But like, it works in what they're going for. Um, and they introduce the Iron Spider suit at the very end. It doesn't factor in the story at all. They literally just introduce it like you'll wear it when, yeah. when you were with the Avengers. Oh, I'm not with the Avengers. So like, just yeah. shelf that until Infinity War. They do. So it, I mean, like, like you said, it works for what they're going for. But what they're going for is not a Spider-Man movie. I disagree, and the reason why is because of Spider Verse. And I had this no, it sounds weird, but let me explain. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. It see sounds it. weird, but at first I was like, I don't know if I really like this. You know, like this is a different type of Spider-Man. In Spider-Verse, there's that scene in Miles Morales' room where, like, all the Spider-Men, pigs, women, and animals, <laughs> all the above, are, like, they're standing around and, like, they're telling, like, how they're Spider-Man, and they're like, for me, I lost my Uncle Ben. For me, I lost my... Like, they're, like, talking about that. And they hit on what I think is, like, the... Just a core aspect of, like, Spider-Man, where it may be different people they lose. It may be different challenges they face, but Spider-Man is like about someone trying to overcome the obstacles in their life yeah and to build up on that like and that's why i'm okay with this apologize. sorry and that's why i'm okay with this different take where this is a different take a and, different spider-man and, and why do we like peter b parker or yeah peter b parker better than the blonde-haired peter parker 
that Chris Pine uh, voices? Because we have way because, more time with him? Because he's movie. depressed and alone. And no. He has to overcome it's because I think you're self-projecting. I think you are really self-projecting. <laughs> what are you talking about? He is depressed throughout the entire movie. Yeah, but the reason why... No, the, the reason why I like Peter B. Parker is because he's imperfect. He's a character... Yeah. Tom Holland's Spider-Man is imperfect. Yeah, no, that's really like not. You, yeah. you can't. He's imperfect. Okay. Yeah, no. I was and Peter gonna... B. Parker. Has, sorry, I'm almost done. And Peter yeah, B. Parker no, has no. obstacles he has to overcome. Tom Holland's Spider-Man also has obstacles he has to overcome. Yeah, everybody in cinema, if it's if you have a half decent writer, they have obstacles to overcome. That's what a fucking story is. Yeah, actually, chill. <laughs> no, that that's what a story is. If you say, oh, well, he has but obstacles. Here, yeah, but yes, here you're saying I would like, assume. Here you're saying that like he's given everything on a silver platter. I'm Which like, is not, not true if you watch not, the movie. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, watch I'm the not movie, saying he's given everything, but he's sure given a hell of a lot. But all that he is given works within the character yeah. arc and serves the story. Jumping over a hurdle is a lot less impressive when you're jumping off a box. Well, that's not that a would make it movie, harder yeah. to jump yeah. over the no, hurdle. No, it wouldn't. You have something to step on to jump well, over the hurdle. Well, no, As someone who ran hurdles, I'm going to slightly disagree. But that is that is a weird <laughs> metaphor. That is not. Yeah, really but I, 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 I mean, what yeah, you're saying you guess, it's like, easier to hop a fence if you if I you're standing on something first. I get what you're saying, but by your track, no, your your logic. I don't know if you can tell. Like, it's not really. I I think your logic here is that like, the the harder the challenge a character has to go through the better the story is, period, and that is just untrue. I agree. No, but I'm that. saying the, the, the more power in, you know, if, if the obstacle is I stubbed my toe, uh, that's Once not... Once again, you're hyperbolizing, which is yes. not representative of the movie. Okay, yeah. yes, obviously I'm hyperbolizing. But it doesn't represent even what you're trying to explain. Yeah, it's not a good metaphor for the movie. Yeah. Because if in the movie his problem was like, yeah, I, I'm not friends with Ned anymore, and that's the whole thing. That, Which yeah, it do you weird. find a more impressive uh, feat is, like... Once again, having a harder feat and having a harder challenge in front of you doesn't necessarily have to be a law of, like, a better story. It does not, it, it does not by nature, make the story better, but it... What's important is the character, how important it is to the yeah. character, and how it... Factors into the story, and I'm finally gonna jump in. By the way, I apologize for interrupting you. If you no, know. that's that was because like we're talking over Go each ahead. other. Yeah, <laughs> um, like one thing you want to build on back of like the, the Spider Verse stuff. Everyone could be Spider Man. It's kind of cool that we have different Spider Man, like Miles Morales mm -hmm. and Peter Parker, and like the, the Spider Verse Peter Parker and Peter B Parker, which I guess kind of like the classic Peter Parker sort of. Like all of them are the different. good one. Yeah, the good part, the good Peter Parker. Get a life. <laughs> but regardless, like all of them are different. Like they have the similar thing of like losing something and then becoming like embodying that responsibility into like Spider-Man. But the fun part is that if you think back to the comics, like Peter Parker, Miles Morales is different. He's still Spider-Man, and you can explore different stories and different aspects of that character, put them into different situations with different approaches. And I think it's fine if the MCU does something that's not entirely true to the comics. Neither does the PS4 game, but I, I think you also said you love the PS4. I, I love the PS4. Yeah, game. and like I think it's fine for them. To as do long as you're not doing else. Andrew Garfield, where like this is just well, no, clearly because Andrew Garfield is not. Which we explained why else. it doesn't say true in any way yeah. to the character. But like I like what you said there. It's I am embodying the responsibility. Tom Holland. He's, he does. He doesn't feel like he's his his character in the movie is literally becoming the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that he is supposed to be. He rejects the like the gifts that Tony Stark is giving him to be the Spider-Man on his own terms. That's why that's why those gifts work in the first place is because the whole story of that movie is him becoming like the man he is, the superhero he is on his own terms. And he does that for two years until Infinity War hits. There's like a two year gap. That is why those that. gifts like work within the story because it's about him rejecting them or being forced to reject them at first. And Try then two year one year gap. Yeah, like being forced to reject them at first and then through overcoming the challenges he has to, realizing that he is the superhero. He is not the superhero. Tony Stark is. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I will say, um, like, it's not the truest to the source material, but for me, like we said, like, it's totally fine to deviate from source material. For me, what matters is consistency. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I think it, like, Homecoming, though I, though I will say it has numerous issues, one thing that it is, I think it is fairly um, consistent in that regard. I'll give it that. Um, I really love the fact, and like, it shows up a lot in Far From Home, too, that like when Tom Holland quips, like you can hear the shakiness in his voice. Like the he's quips like, work. We talked about it, like he's not quipping because he's funny, he's quipping because like he's, he, he's scared. 
um, and that works really well. Um, the idea of like Tony giving everything to Peter is like Tony has never like known any form of love besides just like material things. Like that's the only love he's ever been given in his, his life. True love is Jim Beam. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but like, even like, <laughs> like, like, Alex, get out! Yeah. Like, I mean, and you see this a lot, like, especially as the MCU goes on, but even in the earlier Iron Mans, that like, the only love his parents ever showed him was like, here's a bunch of wealth. And yep. he's like, that's not enough, but that's the only thing he's ever known, so it makes sense that that's the only kind of like love he tries to give to Peter. So I think it's. I, again, I wouldn't have chosen Iron Man, but since they did, I'm glad that they like went that route yeah. and stayed true to his character in that way. It's an interesting thing yeah. where it's like, what do you do in a world where Tony Stark is a character? And I think Tony Stark is a fascinating character throughout this like entire franchise. And it makes sense that like, okay, he picks up on this other little kid, kind of like you know, trying to make his way in New York, tries to help him out, and he's helping him out in the only way that like you said he knows by giving him shit. He's like, here, just take more and more, and then. Yeah, like that's just, it's a different take on Spider-Man. Yeah. Even though I dislike some parts of like the MCU forcing every movie to be an MCU movie, one thing I really appreciate is that the characters that come into these movies as like like uh, not main characters, like side characters in certain situations, they're not just side characters with character arcs. They have their own movies to explore those characters, mm -hmm. and then you get those like separately explored characters to interact with each other. It's not and the CW where they give eight episodes of Batwoman before they tire into in infinite... Let's, let's not, let's not, let's talk, not about, talk about that. Let's not talk about tragedies. Yeah. And the tragedy of Batwoman. Yeah. I do kind of like how the MCU, um, like, I, I, do, I do kind of like how, like you said, like they have movies to explore the characters mm -hmm. and in between movies to push the arcs forward. Um, like, is that the best way to tell a story? In my opinion, absolutely not. Um, but it is definitely a more unique way than what we're used to. Um, it gives and, way to different types of stories yeah. you wouldn't get. In. And it, I think, I think yeah. the big thing really is, um, like, if you look at how the MCU turned out, I think the two arcs that obviously are the most, um, interesting are easily Captain America and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Captain America, because the Russo brothers are the ones who took on Infinity War and, um, <coughs> Endgame, and of course they did Winter Soldier and Civil War, so they already had a connection. And then Tony Stark, because you watch him go from this completely loathable figure to someone who, like, at the end of the day, kind of reminds me a bit of, like, and this is a weird comparison, but it reminds me a lot of, like, how Steven Spielberg frames Oscar Schindler in Schindler's List mm -hmm. as someone who's, like, very obviously just not a good person, yeah. but who had a, but who was able to develop enough of a heart not to be good, but to just, like, do one good thing. You see I him. Think, I think you he, see him turn from young Robert Downey Jr. to modern day Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, a good way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> and like at the end of like, and I think the big thing is that like at the end at the end of Schindler's List, like you really do feel like really strongly for yeah. Oscar Schindler. Like you really like love this person, yeah, but even he's still though, not a good. Person. Even though like yeah. he's yeah. still not really that good. And I think Tony Stark is a lot of like the yeah. same. Like you still like he's definitely a, I think a. Mm -hmm. He definitely turns into more of a good yeah, person. He has more time to do it. Yeah, but like you also, but like yeah. I think it's very but realistic to say that once you get to the end of like Tony Stark's arc, you're really kind of like, you're like, wow, I'm re like really emotional, yeah, but you're also you know. kind of like he wasn't, he still wasn't the best guy. Like he's not, he's yeah. not a Captain America. I, he's I still be, so. I, I am so glad that they're letting it, like, I I love him and I love seeing RDJ on screen. But I'm so glad that they're just letting him rest at that point where he's good, and they haven't tread him into the ground. They might bring. They're him back probably the going to bring him back, like holograms or uh, whatever. Like, yeah, like hol holograms they, are fun. Uh, God, just, I, hope, I honestly, version. I heard they may not because he's getting so expensive. He is really so, expensive. Yeah. I would understand that. Well, I, I, I wouldn't be true. surprised if his contract resets. No, they, uh, I don't think it will. But, uh, I but say, yeah, I, th I do think like homecoming is like. Um, if like if looking at it from an MCU perspective, as an as an as poorly fit as Tony Stark is to be the mentor figure in a movie I that, in, that in a movie that should well in a movie that should be primarily about Peter Parker because it is very like we we both we all agree that the movie's better when it's a high school movie rather than when it's an MCU movie and yeah. I think that a big part of that is because it's better when we're looking at. Um, like Peter Parker's exploration of Spider-Man versus Spider-Man himself, I guess. 
Mm -hmm. um, and so like I would have rather it be someone more personal but to Peter in terms of that film but in terms of the MCU as a whole um, Homecoming and particularly like Infinity War and Far From Home are like so essential to what makes the Tony Stark arc work so well and it's like really one of those like things where it's like in all frankness the Marvel movies as a whole are so devoid of threat and emotion mm -hmm. that the fact that like an arc like Tony Stark's actually turns out to have like an emotional impact is just in my opinion remarkable the way those movies are made so like I'm 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 willing to let it slide. I will add a minor thing I, I think that Can we also talk about Far From Home yeah, yeah we'll, it's we'll a very talk minor about thing it yeah, yeah. like I'll just get it out fast I absolutely agree with what you said there probably like all of it I just want to point out that like Tony Stark as a character, the way he is built up in the MCU throughout the years, is not that weird of a fit for a mentor figure for Spider-Man. It actually kind of makes perfect sense. The reason I think it feels weird is because it's just like the whole introduction of Tony Stark to a Spider-Man-centric movie that is that is supposed to feel like its own separate thing, even in the MCU, just feels a little alien. Mm -hmm. But once you get past that, he really just fits into the story very well. I'll agree that for what they were aiming for, they did it incredibly well. Uh, I just, and this may just also be personal bias as like a longtime comics fan and a longtime huge Spider Man fan ever since I was a kid. So, a comic I, book fanboy who has no judgment. No, precisely. <laughs> no girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> um, I just disagree single with the what they were aiming for. Yeah. yeah. I'm single, ladies, huh? I think uh, yeah, I think I think that's fair too. Like at the at the end of the day, like yeah. you know, I mean, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, many times throughout this podcast. That there's plenty of movies yeah. that I don't yeah. that I don't particularly like mm -hmm. that I still think are are well made. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah. I don't yeah. I don't like. I think it's best to judge a film on what it's trying to do, not on what you wish it was yeah. trying to do. Again, unless fair. one of those things is like like we said, like yeah. the editing or the care, like something super major. I, I think it I think it's just very hard with these things that draw on source material to remove them from the source material. Yeah. It's still, like, in a, in a fair amount, it's still grounded in the source material. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and, yeah. and I think and let, this is probably a good transition into Far From Home, which I yeah. think is a bit better grounded in the source material because it is a little bit more into itself. I still mm -hmm. think, well, I guess to give my summary of Far From Home, I still think it has the same problems that Homecoming has. Very much in that. I think it's a stronger movie. It, in that you really, I, I, I think it is slightly stronger. Um, to me, the like Marvel aspects and the like high school aspects mm -hmm. feel a lot more intertwined. Yeah. Like those scenes are kind of happening simultaneously. I think the big thing um, that really ties it together, and I know you're gonna tear into me for this, is like I think that like having MJ in a lot of the situations really does like bring those two things together. Wait, hold on. Did the mic pick up my groan? Let me say it a little. Huh. A little louder. Why do you or not like MJ? I'm actually like. I, I also am like, not the biggest fan. No. I just find her so annoying. Okay, it, I actually like, have a point. <laughs> I know, I know, okay. I know. It's not much of a point. Alex hates women. Okay, yes. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like why? I have MJ? no. I have no problem with the actress whatsoever, and the character, like herself, is is. I love Zendaya so much. I'm no, sorry. I, I, mean, I mean that was that was. Yeah, she, she was great in Shake really It Up. I think I think her acting is great, and like she she looks the part. Like she has great chemistry with uh, Tom Holland. I think it, that that all works great. But the issue I have is, I guess in a way, a minor issue. The way they like, like it's supposed to be like it's MJ and Peter Parker. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be like a grand relationship, and like. He is totally into a different girl in, in Spider-Man Homecoming, and that girl is also, like, she works well in the story, and I have no problems with her either. But the fact that, like, the relationship with Mary Jane is essentially just a crush, and then they just, like, kiss in the end. And, like, the crush itself happens kind of off-screen in between the movies. Yeah. I personally have a yeah. problem with that. I agree. I, I think the will... I think want the, to defend that, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah, I think the will-they-won't-they they, um, between those two characters is probably like at least for me the most interesting thing that spider-man far from home has going for it mm -hmm. i really do kind of wish that it had been more like i again like obviously like because far from home was better at intertwining the marvel and the Agreed. high school comedy con like the the central conflict of the film was much more marvel centric 
It's it's kind of weird because I almost wish the central conflict of the film had been more the two of them. Yeah. It's still pretty like she's I, working with. I, him. At least she wasn't I, I can nail down to I can nail down a little bit harder what it is that I disliked about her character more than just finding her annoying and why I found her annoying. It's the uh, mentality. It's the writing really. It's that writing of I'm quirky. Look how quirky I am. Let me keep telling you how quirky I am. The reason why that works, I want to go into that. Is because it's terrible. I feel like that's, that's no, no, no. Done with no. During homecoming. The reason why I'm okay yeah, with the quirkiness. Still bad. I apologize. The reason I'm okay with that is she always makes those like really weird, dark, depressing jokes and all that. The scene on the Charles Bridge, the St. Charles Bridge, they're walking, and then they're, like they're trying to have Tom Holland's character. Peter Parker's just trying to like you know have like a night with like the girl that he really likes. He's like you know let's just walk, and she says like yeah they used to execute people, and then. I was like, that's weird. Why would she say that? And then, like, you kind of... I got the sense from that. And then she literally says it later on when, like, she kisses him. She's like, I kind of... Like, she kind of just puts up a facade of, like, I'm quirky. I'm figuring myself out. I'm just going to say these weird, gruesome people things. People like that me. irritate me. The the people I that... I actually kind of dig that. Putting up the, I, no, I it's, a, it's an interesting writing, take. But that doesn't but I think mean that I like The thing them. is, I think well, that I mean, she will go... You're not judging the character. You're just judging, like, you're just your like pers- a certain personality. Yeah. And I'm interested in seeing that because you see, like, when she is, like, she says that at first, and then she drops it, and she just talks to uh, Peter Parker. She's very, like, genuine. She's kind of, like, she's a shy girl. She's trying to, like, talk to him. She's trying, she's not good with talking to other people. She doesn't have a lot of close friends. And it's a thing where it's, like, tell me in high school you haven't seen the people who try to be edgy on purpose and that sort of thing. She's very much like that. And I think as movies go on, she will also grow out of it, which kind of adds to her arc is that she started here. And she's evolved into and, this. And when she say, grows like, out of it, I may be able to stand seeing her on screen. Until she does, I'll always groan whenever. But that's she a personal walks thing more yeah, than a, a personal thing more than a wow. The movie sucks. It's because it works for the I mean, arc for me, that it's, it's going still a problem that they do it off screen. Like I, I think yeah. it's just such a missed opportunity. And yeah, I agree it, that it's a missed opportunity. I think that's the biggest issue. I'm not. Bit. I'm not too upset with anything that happens on screen. I'm kind of upset that there's not more happening on screen for the sense that like I feel like the character motivations and a lot of things that happen in the movie would make more sense if there was more of that drive because I think that mm-hmm. really is such a central drive of what's pushing Peter forward throughout the film. The reason why I'm okay with the crush starting like that is in Homecoming, he has a crush, doesn't pay not to anything. Like, like keep aside the That's fact that you... Point. Keep the fact, keep aside the fact that, you know, MJ is a very important character in the, like, you know, in this, like, comic scene. Yeah, yeah. So keep that aside. You watch the movie in uh, Homecoming. He has a crush on the girl. It doesn't work out between them. Here it's another crush. This one kind of worked between them. And then let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm I wanna, not sure if you. Can... I like I like seeing a relationship that starts from a very like kind of low spot where it's like it's a simple high school crush, but then evolves into something more. I'm not sure if you can separate the say like well set aside that you know that MJ is obviously going to get together with Peter Parker. That's like saying when you see. The but name I honestly, Parker, I like the Spider-Man film. They could have just not had them get together. But I like yeah, this. You could also have the, the spider bite. Anybody. I like they this. They could have the spider bite flashing on this interesting But I like this so much more than what... I like this so much more than, like, if she walks in and Peter's like, I'm instantly in love with her. And, well, you are, that's and you're my one true love. The one true love, like, I hate that. That's another thing which, um, I don't know if you guys agree with me or disagree, I don't think Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst have chemistry well, yeah, at all. Chemistry. No, they, they have bad chemistry. I don't like MJ in those movies. No. And I think nobody really does. But the thing is, like, the way that they go about that is also, like, the Tom Holland, Tom Holland, is that Tobey Maguire's character is like, oh, I'm so in love with Mary Jane, Mary Jane. But they have bad chemistry. It's like the one true love, and it doesn't really work with the two of them. And I'm not saying it's not possible to do it, because, again, in the uh, PS4 game, they do, like... It works out in that, but we never see how they met and all that. Yeah, I, I think... I like seeing this where they met. And it's a crush. Maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. It most likely will, because we know the comics. But I like seeing more of a... It started from a realistic place of a simple high school crush... But then grew into no, they really love each other. It's true love. That's yeah. I want to like, to defend the Sam Raimi movies, like not to defend the chemistry between like the the, the, the <laughs> Mary Jane and Peter Parker because it's not which there is not yeah, it's <laughs> non-existent, and their acting in all of the romantic scenes is pretty cringe, except for a few ones I can think about that are like okay-ish, but like like where he's dancing in the club. 
Just playing piano. No, yeah, I'm actually, I, I'm thinking of the scene where I'm, I'm thinking of the scene where they have lunch right before the car gets thrown. Yeah, also no, no I, I don't like that scene. I like it. I also like the Go I like Get Him Tiger scene. Like Go Get Him Tiger is a sweet scene. There's no really like out of your mind bad acting in that. As Punch as me, I bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Oleg, please continue. <laughs> I need to take a second. Thank you very much. You keep falling on my head. I love both montages. It's going into a great. That's at this point that's already off topic. Sorry, go ahead. Like what I was gonna say is that like that romance, like the whole idea of Peter like like almost doing the Anakin Skywalker. Are you an angel? Is because it's Sam Raimi over the top cheesiness, and within that context, it makes sense. It's consistent with the tone. It's Shakespearean. So crucial just to be consistent tone. Also, like, I don't know, I may have read, like, different comics of Spider-Man, but the ones that I remember with Mary Jane is, like, they're also just, like, they're two high school people. In the high school comics, it's like, yeah, here's my date, Mary Jane. Or in the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man series, like, he is friends... I don't That's like pretty that. well known to be bad. And wait, I, I, wait, am I thinking of the wrong one? Which yeah. one are you talking about? I'm talking about the really good one that got cancelled after two seasons. That's definitely not the one. One sec. Yeah. I need to look it up. Yeah. Yeah, well, going off, uh, I'd like to go back to that bridge scene. Go. Because I think that bridge scene is fantastic. It's really the, good. You mean the uh, fight scene? Like the, no, no, no. The no that or? scene, actually, I think that scene sucks. But I um, like the bridge <laughs> fight, and I will go into that also. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll get into that later. I don't. Um, I have problems with the villain, and I will also go into that later. Yeah. Um, I, think the, I, like the I think the villain's very unique and very interesting, but the bridge scene between MJ and uh, Peter, which I think is fantastic for a few reasons. Um, one, I think the acting and that scene's really good. I think that's really so crucial how she like says that people get executed here and then you can almost, you can like see in her face that she softens a little. And it's kind of subtle, mm-hmm. but it's enough to remind you that like she's kind of, she's kind of just like says it and then she's like, wait, should I have said that? Is he going to be okay that I said? Like you can see like that sort of hesitation and you, you mm-hmm. see it earlier like at the opera and things like that where you she like, where is he, you know? Stuff like that, and I, I do I do think that definitely helps a lot. Or like when like she figures it out and she like starts exclaiming and like jumping all over Absolutely the place. Sixty like percent sure. Yeah, yeah, she's like so. Yeah, their chemistry like and their acting is like all yeah. there. It's one hundred percent. Their chemistry is great. I was so like, shocked when I found out they weren't actually dating because they they do have very good chemistry. Yeah, and it's I just lo- I really love how like you see so many different like sides of her. Mm-hmm. In, in that scene, like, you can definitely see that it's a bit of a facade that she's putting mm-hmm. on, which, um, like, I, I will admit that, it, like, it's not the greatest suit, because without that scene, I feel like the rest of the movie would have felt, like, very much what Alex is saying. Uh, but because that scene is there, I think it really helps for that. Um, I guess we can now move into the other bridge Wait, scene. Um, unless anyone... I, 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 I had a little bit to add. I, a little I, bit to add. Okay. Um, two things. First. One, it was Spectacular Spider-Man, and you guys don't like that cartoon? No. Wait, like, no. Actually, not. many people did. Once again, we'll probably cut it out, but could you just show me a picture of yeah. Spider-Man? Because if it's the one I'm thinking about, yeah. I personally think it's I, I think this is the same one I'm thinking of. Well, if judging by our reaction, we are yeah. thinking of the same one. I think we're thinking of the same one, but not the one that I'm thinking it, of. It is possible, so please show uh, the picture. This one. Yeah, yeah I dislike no. You don't like this <laughs> one? Nobody does. does. This, no, people love this one. This, this is, is the one that... No, no, no. I disagree. Like, on this the, is the internet, one, if it's yeah, actually kind of well, No, this is the one that is universally agreed to be the best Spider-Man cartoon. Yes. Spider-Man the Animated Series, you jackass. That is true. No, 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 no. Spectacular Spider-Man. Radio nope. Active. This is the one that is Spider-Man. universally agreed to be no, the people, best one. People on the internet like hate on this one. Yeah, they like no. rip on it as much as they do on the Mark Webb series. Uh, that well, is, but that incorrect. is correct. That is beyond the point. We'll get back to this later. I think we shouldn't. Yeah. Like we have, we have like obviously Spider-Man, Spider-Man and his yeah. amazing Spider Verse, and we have to talk. about Oh, we it. have. Uh, to okay. So finishing off, let's just go straight to the villain of well, Far From Home. Real quick about the bridge scene. I I I hate con- conveniences and contrivances. In that bridge scene, when like I I like uh, their little interaction there, and then the projector happens to fall out of his pocket and then start playing at that exact moment. Oh, and then suddenly we understand the big mystery. It's revealed, and I was fine with that. Ah. She's like, yeah, what about this? And then like it starts bugging out, and she drops it. It made total sense. She's like, I yeah. can see where your problem was, but I personally don't have much of a problem with that like little convenience. It, it feels like if they, they, convenience it, it feels like it would be like if in Zodiac. They pull out a picture of the Zodiac Killer shooting someone. Is this the guy? Oh my god! That's right! Well, but that the Zodiac, is, the Zodiac that is movie another is a mystery movie. That's another hyperbole that doesn't fit what you're trying to say. And expect. one of them is like a superhero movie that's not supposed to be a mystery, and it, like, it comes just at the right time in the plot, any and the other one would ruin a mystery, mystery movie. So any like, any no, twist no. should no. be a mystery. 
Not it, necessarily. It, no. The sixth sense twist is not a mystery. I also think it's a bad plot. Okay, that's beyond the point, but yeah. regardless. Yeah, any good it's not twist a mystery. should yeah. be a mystery, I think. Mm, so I think it should whatever, be. Whatever, let's yeah. stay on Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, it's still a contrivance. Okay, we can get into that later. Yeah, I, 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 have I can give you an example, but it's very off-topic, and it's from a game, so let, I'll hold off on that like for a private talk or whatever. But What do we think about Mysterio? I I'll like last. I'm, I'm calling last. I think it is an interesting way to update the character. I think it was weakened a lot by the fact that they started out calling him Mysterio. Because, like, anybody who's read the comics is like, ah, yes. I mean, he wears the I, suit and, like... He wears this... Well, it, his name is Quentin Beck. Think yeah, of, and his name is Quentin to, Beck. Okay, here's <laughs> a, yeah, here's the way they do it in the comics, usually, is he presents himself as someone else, and then they reveal him to be Mysterio. It's just a lot of unnecessary stuff. Anybody who's read the comics knows the twist, the quote-unquote twist, from the very beginning. To be honest, that's why I was. I, I'm, I'm glad they didn't do it, but that's why I was initially expecting them to actually like, Make have him the a plot twist of not I, having Mysterio as a villain I know, and I was, just die in the movie. I was dreading it. I was dreading it. But they didn't do it. it. And they I didn't do it. I'm glad they yeah. didn't. But yeah, I think if if they presented it a little bit differently, if they didn't start him out as M Mysterio, Quentin Beck. You know, I think this is a case where you easily have to keep it separate from the comic and see how There's, it works. It's impossible. If it's they not. have the Green Goblin come in, he's like, I'm a good guy. No, going, you have to he's watch. bad. I think you literally just have, you have to watch the movie and be like, okay, let me see this take and see what happens. Okay, let, let's put it like that. Nobody, like, when, when we were watching the movie, like, nobody really thought that Mysterio was not going to be the villain. Yeah. I thought he was going to be the villain, but I was curious how they yeah. reveal it and for what purpose. Yeah. That's why I'm fine with and it. Was I think it yeah. was very like interesting and different. There's more to it than the think how, now he's the bad guy. Think how good it would be if you didn't know all along that he was the bad guy. I actually... I could see didn't it happen know it for okay, a fact. Alex, I'll hold on to that thought when we circle okay. around. Okay. I will, I will yeah. take that. Because I don't entirely agree with that, but there's something. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think Mysterio is very unique. I think it's pretty unique and interesting relative to most of what the MCU has to offer. Like it's not it's it's not the it's not a discount Lord of the Rings elf right. searching for wine, you know, like it's it's definitely <laughs> like was that just a Malekith reference? It was well Ether is like a red light. I was thinking like what are you talking about? No one cares who I'm talking about. That's the point. Ronan the whatever his name was. The destroyer. No, I, the conqueror. No. I want. No, that's King. The con uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Move on. Yeah. I Mis want my beard. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Mister. Mysterio is an interesting villain. Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm like down for him to just yeah. like be in things because I think he's yeah. a phenomenal actor who has so many different flavors to him. Um, the projectors are like neat. Um, it's not. I don't know. What wasn't exactly the best action scenes I've seen. Um, that I give. Chunk. I give them. Yeah, that that one in the middle where they're in the factory. I will say that was good. Oh, oh, that, that was, I think that, yeah, I, think that, that, that I think that I think that seems that reminded me of Arkham Asylum Scarecrow sequence. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was good. That Very good. Me. Which I think like I think a lot, a lot of that sense, but it was good. Actually, it didn't fool me. I of course. Well, no, like the Nick Fury part, I, I knew exactly what was yeah. going on. But I saw, I, was still, I saw it was coming, but it was still like. A, I was yeah. still like. I think just the yeah. like the way that like the production design changed so mm -hmm. rapidly and so quickly it was it was so disorienting. It really felt like you were there, and the way the camera like very fluidly like yeah, went to Dutch angles and was like mm -hmm. moving almost like one eighty swings constantly mm -hmm. throughout the scene was really yeah. was really cool. So that I think was a great use of it. What I don't think was a great use of the projector technology and all that stuff was the generic final, giant monsters. Was the, was, yeah. yeah, the generic, the generic <laughs> monsters. Um, generic monsters are cool. I think that Ferris wheel scene is the first time in the movie where I really kind of felt a, like, a pull against wanting the like bigger action in the film. And I, I do think that final bridge scene, while not a bad action scene by any means, um, definitely wasn't that phenomenal. Um, what the smaller moments of it were, um, I really liked when they were in the museum. Thought that was fun. Uh, really loved uh, right at the end when it was just like, he, it was just 
him and Mysterio and like having to get there. That like, every single scene. scene. I love that. Yeah, like scene. the sm the smaller moments again, and I think this I think this goes back to like my whole thing with these is that. Even, like, even in Far From Home, where the action is more integrated, it's still the smaller moments of the action that mm -hmm. work and not the bigger ones. Yep. So I guess that would that would be my one thing. Wait, where was the spider sense up until Far From Home? It was there. Yeah, it was it there. definitely yeah. was there. He sure gets hit a lot for someone who has spider sense. Well, no, there there are a few scenes in Homecoming where he like senses like like the vulture coming from behind and like jumps mm -hmm. above. And, and quite like, obviously in Infinity War when he's got the arm on the thing and then the hairs and he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, that whole thing. That whole sequence is amazing in Infinity War. That's a good sequence. <laughs> that sequence was awesome. It, it was. But um, if you also want to touch on the final fight, I want to touch on the final fight and why I think it works is because you see Peter Parker and Spider Man trying to figure out his, like, he is intuitively working through this fight scene. It's not just him, like, I'm trying to think of, like, it feels like... It's not Age of Ultron where it's like, how do we do this together? And then everyone proceeds to do um, full shit. Bruce Lee's fight moves, like, without no, any no. possible thought and recognition for about yeah. 20 so pretty much any, almost any Avengers movie third act. Yeah, pretty much. Shit. Not even, uh, yeah. Yeah, literally, actually anyone... Well, the Battle of Wakanda is the same. Why can't they ever? Yeah, the Battle of Wakanda is such a disappointment to us. Otherwise, a phenomenal was it, film. Why, why Vulture was good is because it was one villain with one face, and you knew who he was. But you can do different the, things. Just these, I know, but these it, like these. It, it's a generic. I'm okay general, with the drones because again, it's a different thing. Or he's like, oh shit, I'm literally surrounded. I need to fight all these things off. Would anything have changed if they were Ultron robots? Yes. <laughs> and actually, I think, not. I will say. That's a really good point because things would like things are slightly different just because of how dis like the monster the summoned by Enchantress yeah. in Suicide Squad. It's the same. Please don't faceless shit. We're not talking. Yeah. This is I a mean, godly I mean, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the, proje the projectors definitely like make it super disorienting and hard to figure out. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's definitely a difference. But at the end of the day, like. Besides the fact that they're drones, it is kind of, like it is more intuitive. It is more like the thinking. It is more involved, but it is also just kind of the same old of like we have a bunch of CGI yeah. robots that you have to. It take is down. that, but I like seeing how he takes them down with his Spider-Man skills. And then he runs out of webs, and he's like, "Okay, what do I do?" That part was. Then really he good. thinks yeah. on his feet. He's like, "What do I do it's here?" It's great choreography. I'll say that much, but yeah, you, it's not a great investment. You what? don't feel a great investment of watching him hit robots I, for half an to hour. To be fair, I was still on the edge of my seat. I was I was on the edge of my and the, the score is really good in that. I'm gonna say yeah. that that the yeah, music the, was the going score definitely elevates. To throw in like my own two cents, I want to say that like I don't per, like particularly have a problem with the drones, even though like I, I'm very much like in favor of the mentality that like you don't judge the movie upon you what it like upon what you want it to be, mm -hmm. but Absolutely. like. The, the the drone scene at certain parts did feel bland enough to the point that made me go but like that that scene where like Mysterio was in Peter's head and like the train and everything yeah. like that was kind of so cooler novel and, yeah. cool. and I was like such oh. a cool scene. Yeah, you if get you some... did something like that it would have probably yeah. been yeah. better because it's no Peter Imagine trying to get that is a final sequence Oh, that, probably that actually would have been really awesome oh, if, he if he turned that because that bridge was an enclosed space. It, yeah, if eventually he, yeah, yeah, instead yeah, of he like making the eyes and does, he yeah. could have just like made it another thing like that, and yeah. he would have to like. But he was thinking ahead. I didn't have the budget no, no, for that. No, because no, if he did, did that, then like the public would be like, "Wait, what's going on there with the drones doing that?" He shut the drones down on purpose everywhere except the bridge because he's yeah, spinning his own story. If you think about it, they don't even have so it kind of breaks the story because like Mysterio in the comics, and I'm not saying it should be like in the comics, but like in the comics. He just uses. I want my comic book accurate vulture. That's true. Not at all. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, like, they all, they, he doesn't Agents. use drones. He uses illusions, and the like. The drones are an interesting way to play on the illusions, but yeah. like in the movie, they could have made them any way whatsoever. That's illusions, drones, something else entirely. Magic. I agree with you that like you shouldn't judge a movie based on what you want to be but what it is like I agree with that so wholeheartedly but I think a bit of an exception can be made when they do something earlier and then they could very much build on it later and instead they duck Wait, down it's, they, sort of, you, it's sort I of like the can... same where you're like you're watching yeah. an action movie and like for example I, I'm just gonna go with the first one that comes to mind which is Mad Max Fury Road mm -hmm. every action scene in Mad Max Fury Road is incredible that's one yeah. of the greatest action films ever made without a doubt but one of the great things about it is that every single one has more than the ones that came before it okay, yeah. like some variation something interesting but it's mm -hmm. a build like the whole movie is a build yeah. so that when you get to the final fight you like 
can't believe how amazingly explosive it is. Yeah. I do feel like Far From Home takes its action scenes and takes it a step down, which I guess yeah. is is better than like Until when Age of Ultron when you like step up, but like you step up in terms of scale, but not in terms of like interest or excitement. This one kind of takes a step down in both, which is a bit of a letdown. I'm okay with, I, I agree with that, but I'm okay with it, I guess, in this case, because it is Peter's goal is to get from here to in there, and the drones are circling around, like, keeping Beck safe, so he's like, okay, like, how do I get from here to here? Okay, that's a good, like, little, uh, that's a bridge between the verse and the chorus. Yeah. That is not the final fight. Yeah, I think no, then the, the final fight is when he gets in there, and, and then they just turn invisible. That, I think a good way to put it is And he has to use the spider sense, which hasn't been working for the entire movie. We're not saying that, like, what they've done in the movie is shit. It's just no. that, like, it's worse than, than like, the action scene they have yeah, in the movie yeah. before that. I can agree with that. Abilities, and that's why it's disappointing when you watch that's it. Very much I do like the ending note, though, of when, how he defeats Mysterio. Yeah. No, that, that is... Yeah, no, that's Personally, true. I yeah. think that, like, what you, what you said about how, like, if the final, like, the final... I have no problems with the final fight, literally just him trying to get from point A to point B and the drones flying around. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a perfectly acceptable setup for yeah. what is a, easily one of the more character-driven yeah. and, like, personally focused films it fits in, with this, in this franchise. Mysterio really well is that he's not a fighter. Yeah, it fits yeah. with Mysterio well. It also fits really well with the arc of a young superhero who is, like... You know, because of like purity and all various things, is very much trying to find themselves, and so it makes sense that they'd have to think through this situation. Just, just saying that the scene is a disappointment, not because of the idea behind it, but because of its execution. Okay, yeah. I, I can. Yeah, no, I, I like. I think we can all agree. Yeah, okay, yeah, most yeah. of those. Okay, okay. and so, now villain. Villain or Spider Verse? Well, no, I. Oh, I, sorry. I, oh yeah, you never like, gave your. You never. Well, gave yeah, it. I wanted to go last, and like. You went very last. <laughs> and I like once again. I think uh, like Jake Gyllenhaal does an amazing job. Mm -hmm. He he's a great actor, and he's great in this movie. I think all the action set pieces, even the ones that I found disappointing, as we already talked about, look yeah. good. Yes. They look oh, interesting. Yeah. Mysterious abilities and costume are all perfect. But. Um, it's, I have a sim, okay, not gonna reference other movies, gonna stay on focus. I think that, like, the reason I was okay with the plot twist, and I asked mm -hmm. you to hold that thought for a second, is because the way they started doing it was completely different, like, he was from a different dimension, I knew that was, that part was probably not true, but he had, like, lost, like, his, his family, like, his wife, I don't remember if there were any children, yeah. but, like, whatever, like, uh, it, it's interesting build-up, and they make him to be a character, but then, like, when they, like, in the bar, I absolutely hate the bar scene, when they strip away, like, the, the like, Mysterio's, like Mysterio's, like, acting. I like that bit. I, I like no, it. I think they just, like, they turn a potentially great character into kind of a wet fart story-wise, because, huh? like, they, they build up this deep, great character, and in the end, he just becomes a cackling, oh, like, no, no that, character. That's what I love about it. He's just an no, asshole. The, the character well, beforehand yeah, the character. that they build up, his, like, facade story, is, like, a shit smuck, schmuck writer. Well, yeah, but you, the thing is, you don't know where they're going to I lost with my it. entire family. And in you know for sure. And now I'm here to save the day from the evil monsters. It's a schmuck story. Of course, because it's false. Yeah. And, you, and as yeah. a viewer, you know that it's false. Yeah. So you already know that the reveal is coming. Okay. But especially coming off of Vulture, who is, mm. Different I villain. think in everybody's opinion, yeah. one of the greatest villains in the MCU. Yeah. Um, not saying which one, but like one of. Yeah. You're saying he should have been better motivated than Fart. Exactly. Yeah. No, because, I... Well, no, he literally, like, his motivation with, like, Tony Stark, like, firing him is very weak. That it was barely, dumb. Yes. It barely touches but. on this classic Spider-Man thing that they're all, like, ripped off, yeah. like, working class people. It's like, yeah, we got, we got a, like, we got a check, we can move on type of thing. Yeah. And, like, like, he really hasn't, like, the bar scene, like, it's, it's fun to watch, and it's like, when he finally reveals it, you kind of, like, rebel in just how, like, how he's enjoying how evil yeah. he is. But, like, the, the cackling where he's just, like, you might as well put on, like, a, a stash. Yeah, and that, like, that was a bit of a... cackling was a bit much, but the reason I'm okay with it is because this guy, he's just an asshole who wants to be famous and, like, beloved by people. And now in a world without the Avengers and Iron Man, he's like, oh, wow, power vacuum. I'm going to fill that and be this hero because I want people to praise me. And I, I am missing where this connects to him cackling like a maniacal madman. That's, that's the, no, I said that that's part what was happens bad. in the bar or... 
I said the yeah, cackling. No, no, no. No, no, I the no, I said the cackling's yeah. over the top, but that's the reason why I think this character shift, where instead of him being like stoked or whatever, but instead he's like. No. He said, he said, like, his motivation is a wet fart. I'm saying his motivation is he wants to be, like, praised. Uh, but, but what I we're saying that. is that, like, yeah. when, when they do, like, the reveal of, okay, he's a bad guy, he could very easily be twisting his mustache around his yeah, finger. Yeah, no, also, scene. like, my issue with is also Until like, next time, Spider-Man. Like, he's, also, he's also, like, a theater theatrics kind of guy, so well, I guess yeah, that's, well, like, you know... Once again, the ideology, the ideology of judging a movie upon what it is and not what you want it to be is there... But they like with the whole buildup of him like having a deep motivation. You know it's false, but you can sense that there's gonna be like something deeper in there, like some actual reason for him doing that. And then no, he's just kind of evil, and that that pretty much is his motivation. Yeah. And That's I have an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do agree with that, very much yeah. so. Okay, I think it's weaker than some of the Raimi motivations. Yeah, it's definitely weaker. Well, Raimi motivations are all over yeah. the top and all like cackling maniacal. Like, well, they're, they're all they're I have a neurotransmitter trip yeah. stuck in my head. Because that's what you want to get from. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will say that if I don't think <coughs> Far From Home there are just has the to- has the tone to make that work. I think the yeah. Raimi movies have the tone to make that work yeah. because the whole exactly. friggin' movies are like yeah. that. Yeah. And for Far From Home, it really did kind of, and that's the and that for me is my biggest issue with it is that. Like in Homecoming, where it felt like a separation between the Marvel and the high school, in this one, they felt like they were intertwined with each other. The conflicts were intertwined, but the tonal indifference was still there. So for me, the whole movie was just tonally kind of jarring. Maybe I just don't like high school movies. That might be it. I mean, you, you could. They're all it's, it's, there you go. It's 